Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Dom, it was the week from hell. I mean, the fat lady isn't singing just yet, but she's definitely warming up and she's in pretty good voice. Yes, James. Yes, in a nutshell, uh, it's. I think it's all over. I mean, we've, we've thought about it. Right, we've thought and talked about it, haven't we, for the last few weeks that, yeah, you know, you pretty much wrote it off what, a month, six weeks ago, I would say, that you, know, you thought that it was done and dusted. But, yeah, we're almost there now. Uh, it's pretty much you're uh, – it feels like you're waiting for confirmation, don't you, um, j- just for when it's officially signed, sealed and delivered. But I can't see this group giving themselves a fighting chance and winning at least four out of the last five matches. It's not been in their nature for the last 18 months and there are no signs of it's going to all of a sudden change in the last few weeks of this season that they're going to suddenly put a run together. It's it's not going to happen. So I think we have to start facing facts that, yeah, relegation, there's not going to be a miracle and Wednesday are going to go down. Yeah, I don't, I'm. I'm not sure I can. I can dress it up anyway, other than than that. And it takes us back to what we were saying last week, which is, you know, we've just come out of a week of two games with nothing. Wednesday, have got nothing, and they've conceded six and scored one. I mean, that's relegation form in itself. Um, but then we've also got the factor that just about everyone else knocking around the relegation zone got something out of those two games. Most of them got got at least a win out of those two games. So it, this is not about just catching someone up. We need two teams to be rubbish. We need two teams to be really rubbish and Wednesday to be great. And that is, uh, whichever way you look at the numbers, you cannot find an algorithm that works. It's it's not going to happen. There are, there are not two. T- you know, Rotherham winning the other night yeah. is you know they'll be the ones now with the tails up, thinking, all right, we can. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday morning. They've got a game to play tonight, Rotherham. They get something out of that. Suddenly, they're back in it, and that makes it just. You look at that table and you think, well, that's it. You, I just can't see two teams. Even if Wednesday do win four out of the last five, I think they'll still go down. Yeah. Well. It's hard to really argue that what four wins from the last five would give them 47 points and that is not always enough to keep you up. Um, there have been some exceptions to the rule, but um, the, the stats are so damning, James. You, you can't get away from it really that um, when this team have gone behind, they've not picked up a single point it, it all, all season. It's tragic um, and it's a lack of leaders, lack of quality, lack of spirit, character, everything that we've discussed so many times. And we saw a little bit maybe a fight at QPR when they've equalised and they've gone in at half time and they're actually well in it and it was there for the taking. And, you know, I thought Wednesday actually shaded the first half at QPR and they scored a really nice goal from Josh Windass well worked with Bannon and Reach down that left-hand side. Um, but even in the last two matches, you know, for all the positivity that we talked about, and I do think that Darren Moore, if he's given the time, I think he could be the man to get things right. Uh, you, you still look at the last two matches from this week. There's been three shots on target. They're not testing the goalkeeper enough. And, we, and how many times have we said that this season? And they had 18 shots at QPR, only two on target. And, and there were no clear-cut opportunities. 
uh, in that second half. You could argue the Jordan Rhodes one. Um, but yeah, QPR's second goal was a big turning point. And it's actually something that I really wanted to discuss with you, James, in terms of we've seen this week. Joe Wildsmith kept his place at QPR. Then he's made a big error in my book for the second goal. I know it's taken a deflection off as Arzir Aguidi as Stephanie Hansen shot. I still think he should have saved it. They concede, you know, he's conceded four yeah. goals and then he's lost his place. Kieran Westwood's come back in. Where do you stand on the goalkeeping situation? With an before, I'll kick off at, before I'll kick off at QPR, and I nearly tweeted about this and thought, I'll end up looking like an idiot if Walsmith has a mare, which happened. I thought it was the right thing to do because... Um, Partly because I think that Darren Moore is the kind of manager who will stand by someone who's you know put put in the performance that he's asked for, and Joe Wildsmith had done. Um, so it would have been out of character for Darren Moore, the kind of manager that he is. It would have been out of character for him to say, "Sorry, Joe, I'm dropping you anyway." So I think it was the right thing to do. Um, let, let's be fair about this. Sheffield Wednesday not getting relegated because Joe Wildsmith didn't save that that second QPR goal. And 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 you know there was defensive failures for the first two two central defenders should not allow uh, an opposition player to score with a header from the, the the edge of the penalty box. That that header should not be allowed. Wildsmith possibly could could save it. It was actually a, a fairly incredible header. Really, it was positioned really, really well in off the post. Um, but you know that that th- there were defensive failures right across the entire the entire team. To be honest, right across the entire team, and it's it's wrong to pick on Wildsmith and blame him because we can go right through the season and we can pick out. We could between us, we could easily pick out. 20, 30 goals where there's someone at fault quite badly for conceding that goal. And it would not be the same people. Right across the team, there are people to blame. And the team collectively have to take responsibility for what has happened because this group of players should be, and we saw it in the game against Cardiff, should be good enough to comfortably stay in this division, even with a six-point penalty to start the season. Um, So... I thought sticking with Wildsmith was the right thing to do. It leaves in a situation now, doesn't it, whereby I, I see there being absolutely no logic at all in renewing Kieran Westwood's contract. Right? He's 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 proven that he can't last a season now. You know, I, I'm not sure that we can rely on Kieran Westwood now to be our, our number one. And we've got a problem in terms of the fact that we've got two, you know, what we would have described as decent young goalkeepers who've who've both shown that they have major faults this season. And that's a problem because now we find ourselves in a situation with three goalkeepers that really none of them jump out as being a number one to start moving forward with. And that's a problem because then you think, actually, do we do we need to move pretty much all of them on and just kind of start again in terms of goalkeeping? But tell you what, you can apply that same pattern right across the team, can't you? And say, do you know what? Defensively, you know, Tom Tom Lee's had a decent season, but do we want to build the squad around him now to get us out of League One? Or do we have to say, right, tell you what, it's been a good ride, but he's got to move on and we've got to start afresh because this group of players have shown themselves time and time again to fail. And that's that that's the problem. This is not a Joe Wildsmith problem. This is a, a squad of players who should be good enough and you put them together and they're just not. And everyone has to shoulder their 
part of the blame for that. And that includes four or five managers who, frankly, should all have been good enough to get better out of this team. And I'm not saying that Darren Moore, therefore, should be fired, but he's not got much out of this team since he came in. There have been improvements across the park, but what we needed was points and we've not got them. So, you know, even Darren Moore's got to shoulder a, a degree of blame. There was no new manager bounce when he came in. We lost the first, whatever it was, two or three. And right across the football club, everyone has to take their part of the blame. And that means that no one should be safe now. Everyone should be afraid for their job. Agree with everything that you said there, James. It is wrong to single, I think, people out. And I was talking about the goalkeeping area then. I'll come back to it in a second. But you're right that even at QPR, I think Tom Lees is arguably, and I know it's not saying much, has been Wednesday's best player, most consistent player this season. He probably would win player of the year. But in the last two matches, even he has dropped his standards and has not performed uh, as well as he has done for long periods of this season. I thought Julian Berner had a stinker. And the first goal, you're right. I mean, when you talk about the QPR goal, like that three-man defence, Azazi Irigidi's got completely dragged out position. And then for Dykes to just be able to get in between Lees and Berner so easily, it was a great header. Wildsmith had no chance and no right to save that. You know, I, I, I refuse to accept any criticism that's levelled at Wildsmith for that goal. And you're right. And then the third and fourth, you know, the fourth one, to me, I mean, I, I didn't even really look at that and think, well, Wednesday, they were trying to push and try and get back in the game. They know that wins is what they need in their situation. And so I, I don't really read too much into that. You know, they'd thrown on more attacking players. I don't think it's been easy, actually, for Wednesday. Well, give them some sort of defence in that when you talk about timing, Darren Moore not being there on the touchline for three matches after recording a positive COVID test. They could again have done without that. Uh, that was another twist in this extraordinary season for, you know, for all the wrong reasons that we've seen at Wednesday. But coming back to the goalkeeping area for me, for me, that is a microcosm of everything that Wednesday, where it's gone wrong this season, that we started off with Cameron Dawson was number one, and then he hasn't played since October. That Rotherham off night he had, shocker, whatever you want to call it. Then he's had a serious injury. We then saw Kieran Westwood come back into the fold. And like you say, James, he's not been able to uh, play week in, week out. He's kept on picking up niggly injuries. And Joe Wildsmith has played the most out of the three goalkeepers. But... Cameron Dawson's had nearly, I think, 10 matches this season. Wildsmith's played just over 20 and Westwood's played about 15. There's no stability there whatsoever. Should we be surprised that you know, Wednesday are struggling to have struggled to keep clean sheets in the last few months? We shouldn't. And I've come to the conclusion now that I think it's looking at League One, isn't it, next season? I think Sheffield Wednesday have to invest and bring in a new goalkeeper. And I agree with you that I think we have to say goodbye to Kieran Westwood at the end of the season. And big decisions have to be made. And uh, I, I'm not sure that Joe Wildsmith, they're not young goalkeepers. We've had this debate on the pod before. They're not anymore. They should be the number ones. And they're not. Wildsmith and Dawson have had ample opportunities. And both have shown that they've got mistakes in them. And I think that 
goalkeeper is an area that Wednesday will absolutely have to strengthen in the summer. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, we we are where we are, and 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 people will be angry, won't they, about these last two games? And and you know, Wednesday are not Wednesday are not getting relegated because they lost four one at QPR and lost two 0 at home to. Swansea, you go back through the fixture list, don't you? And Wednesday getting relegated because they lost one nil at home to Luton, three nil at Rotherham, then um, whatever it was, two one at home to Rotherham, one nil at Wickham, two one at Norwich late on, two nil at Huddersfield. You, you can go right all all the way through the fixtures, and you can pick out the games. Two nil at Coventry. You can pick out the games that are the ones that that mean that Wednesday are getting relegated. Birmingham one nil. They're they're ultimately the ones that that have, have cost us, and it, it leaves us in a situation whereby the exact scenario that you've described there with the defensive situation, I think, just applies everywhere. That the there's, there's, there, there isn't a spine of this team that we can build a new squad around now, and. That's quite. That's a really worrying realization because anyone that thinks, well, relegation to League One will bounce straight back, I don't think that's happening. I think there's a massive rebuilding project here, which is um, it's going to be made incredibly difficult by the financial situation around the club, um, coupled with what's been happening in football over the last couple of years, which has made recruitment even more difficult. Coupled with at the moment, Wednesday have got the issue of an embargo coupled with the number of players that are out of contracts are going to be leaving for nothing. You add all those things together and you find yourself in a real mess where building a new squad, it's not just going to be child's play. It's not going to be a matter of we'll just roll in all these players. There probably are players that we're looking at, but they might get championship offers. So um, rebuilding a squad in in this climate is going to be, it's a long-term project and we might be in this for for a heck of a, a hard ride. And something else to throw into the mix, James, that people won't want to hear, but it's the reality that if Wednesday go down into League One, you can expect that the vultures will be circling around some of their better players, such as a Dominic Iorfa when he's back fully fit. Barry Bannon, I'm sure, will have championship suitors minimum you know, looking at him. Um, and we, we know still that there's a huge question mark over Azazi Urigidi's future. Uh, and that there may be one or two others. Josh Windass would be another one that I'd say, would he want to drop down into League One? You know, does he see himself as a championship player? Does he think he's done enough this season? He's got eight goals, joint top scorer, Callum Patterson. Yeah. So, the, again, when you're talking about rebuilding the squad, you're completely right. And I think Wednesday will have um, a job on their hands trying to keep some of their better players. I, do you know what, Dom? I am not remotely bothered about that. I don't think there is a single player in this squad that um, that we should need to worry about if they move on. Then so be it. And I, and I know there's an ongoing debate on Twitter about whether Barry Bannon will be, you know, the single best midfielder that's ever played in uh, League One, or whether you know he falls into the same category as everyone else in terms of the mm. fact that you know he's the captain of this team and we're we're about to get relegated badly relegated, going down with a whimper, not going down with a fight. So he's got to take some responsibility for that. So if, if Barry Bannon goes in the summer, I honestly won't batter an eyelid. I don't think it matters. I don't think you, you Barry Bannon that, being James. here next you season that. guarantees but, that we're going to bounce back. This no, is no, a I'm massive sure. rebuilding project. Yeah. And by it the is. time that this squad is is in a position whereby it can move forward and we can 
look to sustain championship football and hopefully start making a push towards Premier League football. I know that sounds ridiculous me saying it, but we've seen teams that have started off in League One who've done that. And one of them is down the road. And, you know, that, this season's not been great for them, but there's a blueprint there that when you get it right, you can bounce forward pretty quickly, right? We've seen it with other clubs as well. Southampton never looked back from when they got promoted from League One. And there's other clubs where you can look at a similar sort of thing. So by the time we're in that situation, Barry Bannon's going to be retired anyway. It's not going to matter. Like he he's at the he's at the, the back end of his career now ultimately. You know that that is a sad thing to say, but it's true. That's so whether or not we true, whether, though, whether we that's not true. He's thirty one, so he's still got a number of still good years, I am sure if you asked he him he's still gonna be playing in five years, is it? He could be. I, I don't see why not. You know, right? He's played. He's, he's ever present this season. We can't build a squad around Barry Bannon. We can't. Well, well, he's, he's played every single match this season. So actually, that the stats. And we're about to get relegated, Dom. Yeah, yeah, but he again would fall into the category of one of the better players probably this season. You would argue. I, I, yeah, I know. But even you're saying that with like a grin on your face. It's like, yeah, one of the better players. No, because I'm no one's been good, have they? I, I wasn't, that's not no, true. I know, I will, but, no, but you, of course, you, I know you, where you're you coming can't, from. No, but, but no Jay, one's been great. But no, of course they haven't. Wednesday second from bottom, they could finish bottom. It's embarrassing. They shouldn't be in this position with the players they've got. There's no getting away from it. They've severely underperformed. We know that. We've talked about it. But at the same time, I think that you were talking then about Wednesday have to try and build a spine. And I agree with you. I don't think they have a solid spine. They don't have a strong spine right now. And that's something that's going to have to change. And what I was making the point of was that it's all very well you saying oh you know like, oh we don't care if you know any of Wednesday's players like Bannon or Iolf or Windass or whoever you know they can go they can move on you know Wednesday've had a wretched season and they've all been part of it but if if Darren, Darren Moore has identified them and sees them as he wants Iolf at centre half he wants Bannon in midfield and he wants Windass up front and he's trying to build something for the future then you, you, I then he's, he's identified that as his spine. And so he wants to work with that. And so it would then be a disruption if they were to be sold or move on. That's what I was sort of getting at. And so yeah, he, I, has I to quickly, he has to quickly, I think, identify and decide which players, and you would argue not many of them right now, justify still being at Sheffield Wednesday for next season in them trying to turn around the club's fortunes. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying there, and that's you know that's that's for Darren Moore. That's why Darren Moore's a football manager, and I'm not right because he'll he'll know better than me as to whether or not you know there are players in this squad that he feels he can build a, a squad around. What I'm saying is, I won't be disappointed if he decides. You know what? I'm just going to start fresh. And no, no one's job is is safe, and that should be the situation. What I'm challenging, I guess, is. And, and perhaps it's just semantics, but the way you say, oh, Wednesday might have to accept that some of their better players will move on. I'm, I, we should be begging anyone to stay. We should be going to anyone saying, oh, please stay. Like, you've all been rubbish. Any of you can go. If there's an offer that comes in, if it's the right offer, get rid. No one should feel that Wednesday should be grateful for them to hang around in League One. There shouldn't be a single member of this squad who who is safe? They should all feel at risk of of being cut from this squad because none of them have been good enough. And we've even sat here and said, "Well, Tom Lees would probably get Player of the Season." That's because he's been the least rubbish 
ultimately. That's what it comes down to. Tom Lees has not put in great performance after great performance after great performance. He's had some stinkers this season, but he's had less stinkers than the other people in this squad. And you add all that together and that says, you know what, in the summer, I will not batter an eyelid for a single player of this squad leaving. Just won't care. They can go. Any of them. Ruthless James Marriott. I like this. I like it. But that's what I, I wait. I wait the call say. from 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 um, Mr. Chancery to be one of his new advisors. Uh, I'm yeah. I am open to uh, to the offer there. But no, I mean, look, I know people will disagree yeah. with that. Um, there will be people that think you know you've got to be realistic, and there are players in this squad who who are you know we know are better players than than what they've been this season. You can build the squad around them. We've got to trust Darren Moore on this, and Darren Moore has to be backed. He has to be backed because yeah. I think right across Wednesday's fan base, if there's one thing that we probably all do do agree on now, it's yeah. that. Darren Moore is the right guy to move us forward. It's not going to be an easy job. It's not going to be an easy project at all. It's going to be a, a hell of a slog. Um, and he's probably not going to be able to get it right overnight. And it might take it might take two or three seasons before we're in a position to really start mounting a comeback. And the, and this this, you know, for, for for any Wednesday fan, this is something that we've got to get our heads around because we are gonna have to have some serious patience and some massive trust in Darren Moore because it might get worse before it gets better. And we can't just keep sacking managers and 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 just looking for a quick fix because that's what we've been doing and what does it get you it gets you league one possibly going down bottom of the table which is what we're staring at right right now and uh that means across the board we've all got to get our heads around the fact that we are in a really crappy situation and it's going to take time and it's going to take several windows to to get the players in that we need but we've got to have faith that darren moore's the guy to do that i tell you what james what what we also need in the next few weeks is clarity over Darren Moore will 100% be the manager of Sheffield Wednesday going into next season, whatever league Wednesday are going to be in. And let's face it, it does look increasingly like it's going to be League One. The length of his contract was not disclosed uh, you know, when he was appointed. That is the style of Wednesday's hierarchy. That's always been the case. But I feel in this instance, if there is to be a statement or whatever that will be released in the future by the club where they apologise, hold their hands up, take responsibility for this dreadful season, that we then need to know 100% that Darren Moore is sticking around and that Darren Moore will be leading this team come August when the new season um, happens. We do not want another summer of there's a question mark over the manager, as I agree with you, that I think that there has been too much change, there's been a lack of stability there, and that has also contributed to the situation that we're in now. And so... The needs, you know, the fans need to know and deserve to know as much as anything the direction that the club are heading in, and so that is one of a number of issues where I feel we're going to need some clarity sooner rather than later. Totally agree with that, and 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 you, I mean, ultimately, you know, that's the statement that you expect on the the day where. 
you know, 4.45 p.m. and it's all confirmed and Wednesday are relegated, that's when you expect by 5 p.m. that statement that comes out that A, takes responsibility and ownership of this season and not just this season, over the fact that the last three, four, five seasons have all contributed to this situation. I don't think that bit will happen, by the way. Um, But also does absolutely stand by Darren Moore and give the full backing to him uh, as the guy to uh, rebuild this entire flipping football club um, and ultimately, you know, get us back to where we should be. You're right. That needs to happen. The, the, the other point in there, by the way, it's really important is that this blame culture around Sheffield Wednesday has to stop. We can't keep saying it's the fans fault for being negative on social media. It's this fault. It's that fault. It's the other fault, right? We, we need the, the top level, management ownership of this club to hold their hands up and say we've got it horribly horribly wrong and that's why we're in the situation that we're in and now we allow Darren Moore to take control of the stuff that he needs to take control of the structure of the club is still wrong and that needs sorting out but I don't think it ever will be under the current ownership and and how many times have we had this conversation it's stuck record stuff isn't it when we, we keep going over that that old stuff but there are things that have to change because the culture around the club will not will not move on until certain things change. And that's a really important part of this. This blame culture around Sheffield Wednesday contributes to this utterly toxic environment that we've got at the moment. Yeah, thank God fans are not at games. Can you imagine what it would be like right now if fans were there witnessing some of the performances that they've been putting in recently and watching this team go down with a whimper, right? It would be civil war around Hillsborough, right? It would be horrendous. And that's the one positive to come out of this season is the fact that we've not had to be there to see it. And, and that's avoided that situation. But it's still coming. Those things are still going to happen. And the culture at the club from the top has to change. And the other thing I would add into the mix is that not only do we have to see, hear the hierarchy taking responsibility for the position that Wednesday are in when their fate is sealed, but we then need to see some evidence of lessons have been learned and that this won't happen again and that they accept mistakes have been made, whether that's on recruitment, appointing Tony Pulis. We've, we know that De Ponchanceri then said it was a mistake and he was wrong with that hiring. And, and yeah, to me, that's still, when we look back on this season, that 10 matches under Tony Pulis is for me actually still more costly than when they lost seven on the spin, when Neil Thompson and then Darren Moore took over uh, and that sort of inconsistent start that we saw under Gary Monk, you know, to me, still that 10 matches under Tony Pulis, for everything that it stood for, the style of play, scoring only seven goals, one win from the 10 matches, any sort of moment, momentum was gone. Uh, and that left them with such a you know a lot to do in the second half of the season. But yeah, it's about learning from this season and where they've gone wrong, accepting it, owning it, and then saying to themselves, we're not going to let this happen again. And we're going to, like you mentioned before, look at Sheffield United, look at Southampton, look at Norwich, look at the teams who've done 
either back-to-back promotions or sides who have quickly moved on after a disappointment and, and then rebuilt from the ground up. And that's what we're saying needs to happen at Wednesday. And and so this is where strategy-wise, that word gets bandied around a lot and people are wondering all the time about long-term strategy. And we need to start, there has to be an emphasis on what's going to happen in the next 12 months to 18 months to get this club back on an even keel. There has to be. That's what needs to happen. If Sheffield Wednesday, why you? I agree with you that League One, anyone thinking that it's going to be a doddle, they're in for a rude awakening. And and with the turnover of players that we're going to see at Wednesday this summer, I think it's I think it's going to be unrealistic to expect that Wednesday will bounce back at the first attempts. It could take two, three, four years. It it took that team down the road years to get out of League One. And look at the last time Wednesday were in League One. It took, what, two seasons to get out of there. And that was only because there was, you know, everything. There was a perfect storm. Everything sort of came together under Gary Megson and then Dave Jones and that run that they went on. So time, patience, I'm afraid, well, yeah, that's what it's going to need, isn't it? They're absolutely the key words. And, and, you know, we we have to stop looking for a quick fix. We've been doing it for seasons now. And and that is changing manager is a a lot of the time it's, it's, it's an attempt at a quick fix. Um, and eventually, of course, if you do keep changing manager, you probably will get it right at some point. And maybe that's the situation that we find ourselves in now. I do feel that Darren Moore is someone that we can now ultimately get behind to to, to rebuild whatever division the club are in. And it's going to be League One, isn't it? Um, but yeah, throwing money at transfers is not the answer. We've been doing that for, you know, we, well, we've not been doing that recently, but we did that for a few seasons and it, it got us nowhere. It, it's, you know, some of those players that we spent big money on are still here and are taking us down into League One. So lesson to be learned there, just throwing money at it is not the solution. And, you know, what, what we, I think what we need to see is some evidence here of, of now having a proper plan. Like the, the day that our fate is sealed and we're relegated, then we kind of need, we need the chairman, any any senior member of, of this club's management, the recruitment team, the, the team manager. We want to see them locked in a room for three days, right? And proper hammering out a strategy of how we're going to play things for the next, frankly, for the next four or five, six transfer windows need to be planned out. What positions we're going to need to strengthen in, uh, what, what players we can identify and start putting together a proper plan and a proper strategy that means... You know, I, I honestly think next season, Wednesday get relegated to League One, I think there's probably a higher probability that we're going to be involved in a battle to avoid dropping into League Two than we are battling to get back in the Championship because the, num- the, the turnover of players that we've got this summer, it's going to be really hard to get it right at first attempt and it's going to be a slog, right? We're going to be the Blackpool of a few seasons ago who barely had a squad of players uh, a couple of weeks before the start of the season. It's really hard to see a scenario that doesn't involve us having to really scramble around. We've seen how hard it is to pick up the players you want over the last couple of seasons. It's even harder when you're in League One. So that's gonna it's going to be a painful summer and it's going to be a difficult start to next season. It really, really is. And that means I think next season could be a really, really hard season for this football club. But we have to think long-term. We've got to stop thinking about short-term fix. We have to start viewing this as a bigger picture. And if that means 
even a couple of seasons have been bang average or maybe even below bang average in League One, if we can see a path, a clarity to things getting better in the long term, right? I think that's better than just throwing everything at it this summer to try and get back in the championship. Because we end up we end up falling into the Rotherham category. I was gonna say Rotherham and Barnsley category, but you know what? Barnsley got it right and we see what happens when you get it right with Barnsley this season. But the Rotherham category, just yo-yoing between uh, the championship and League One, which is if you take a cross section of Sheffield Wednesday of the last fifteen years, that's what we've been. We've been a yo-yo League One Championship club throwing money at it didn't fix it. Nearly did, nearly did. But I reckon even if we'd have gone up to the Premier League, we'd probably be in a not dissimilar situation to we are now. It would still have fallen to bits because the strategy was wrong. That needs sorting out, and it needs to happen the day after relegation is confirmed they need a huge rethink of how everything works at this football club to start getting things right and we need to see that that's happened well i'd like to think in all honesty james that there's been talks about strategy now for the last couple of months really you'd, you'd hope so wouldn't you coming, the, yeah that they yeah the fact is that relegation's been staring them in the face virtually all season and it's looked more likely than unlikely in you know, since March, and so I know that they've had talks behind the scenes when it comes to recruitment, and that that's it—the profile of players and what they're going to be able to afford, and so budgets, everything that you know, they've got to seriously consider and look at. You know what is going to be the best for the football club, and they have to get more decisions right than wrong. And, and unfortunately, this season. Uh, on and off the pitch um, they have got too much wrong I suppose we should slightly mention the actual football at, at some point in this uh, in this podcast so a couple of games to come this week Bristol City at home a, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about stuff you kind of look at that and say that's, that's quite an important game in that Bristol City's form has been really dodgy recently they've, 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 they've kind of gone through a few peaks and troughs and cycles and, and stuff like that a very winnable game. Um, and then that's followed up with another home game on Tuesday against uh, Blackburn. I, I, you know, th- they are both winnable games. It does feel slightly irrelevant saying this now, but you know, I, 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 you know, maybe if we are sat here in a week talking about six points and maybe other results going in our way, then if, if, you know, if, if it's not all signed, sealed and done by, by that point, then maybe it can look slightly differently. And, and I'm, I'm trying to say this optimistically. It, it feels slightly daft saying it, but um, you know, there, there are two games in the week ahead and they are games on paper that Wednesday should be saying, yeah, we can win both those. Do you know what well, my big worry is right now, James, is that the man that could seal Sheffield Wednesday's relegation would happen to be Neil Warnock. I could just see it happening. It, it, it's just on the cards. It, it, it just would be typical, wouldn't it, really, that a week on Saturday when Wednesday go to Middlesbrough, regardless of how they do in the next two matches, they could win them um, and it might not be enough. Um, that yeah, that yeah, I could just see it now. That Middlesbrough away, that that would be. Well, I say that, but then if if results go badly, um, then it could be Blackburn. That's it, you know. And and, and yeah. it's it's a shame, really, isn't it? That yeah, we are. It's been a it has been a very negative pod, but uh, you know, I mean, what do people expect really? That you know, it's been a season to forget, and that this team has lost. Over half their matches, 
and and with the yeah. players that they have, it just it should not you know park the points deduction that the, the players have just not delivered. They haven't, and uh, you know it, yeah. So everyone, like you were saying before, Jade, everybody will have to take responsibility for this. Uh, you know, come the end of the season, but yeah, Bristol City they've been up and down. Nigel Pearson's gone in there, not really had a big impact, um, they, but their results have been better on the road than they have been at home under him. And then Blackburn have actually been in free fall. So, like you say, you look at the next few matches, and uh, you know they uh, are, are winnable. And we always said that Swansea was going to be the one that was going to be really tough, and they they've now I think turned the corner again, and so. It was no shame in losing to Swansea. And it's like what you said before, James, that that's not what's cost Wednesday. You know, the last two results, they're not the reason why Wednesday are going down. It's because they've lost no. twice to Rotherham. It's because they've lost at home to Birmingham. It's because they've lost home and away to Luton. And it goes on and on. Their results against the teams at the bottom end of the table have been nothing short of woeful. I mean, the, I mean, I didn't mention the Luton away game. Actually, my my little uh, roundup of what's cost Wednesday this season, but that's the one, isn't it? That is the one where you look at and you think. I think for a lot of people, that's the day that we realised this this group of players is not going to get us out of uh, of trouble. That that feels like a pivotal game, but you know, one match does not make a season, and um, you know, it, it's been it's not been good enough from start to end. It has been. It has been a negative podcast, but I'd like to think that it's kind of been a productive podcast in that I think I think we've laid out what we think needs to happen for us to be able to feel more positive. And that does start the, the second that relegation to League One is confirmed. Um, and I hope the club get this right now um, because we, we need it as fans because there's a lot of people that are, are going to be sat there now thinking they've got no desire to go back. Uh, you, we've got out of the habit of going to football and uh, it needs something to make us think, yeah, I do want to still be part of this club moving forward. Um, so that's that's on the management of the club. That's from from the very top. It's it's now the, the ball is firmly in their court and, and I really hope that they, um, they get this right. Okay, we're going to wrap things up then for um, this podcast. Do me a favour, please check out our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors, who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk. And Wednesday Picks, available to download now. You know, the football might not be great, but you can still win £1,000 this weekend. There's a link in the show notes. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. You can contact the show on Twitter, at Dom and James. Thank you for joining us. If you like Singing the Blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls, and we'll see you next week. 